Ladies and gentlemen, to the Babel Bearer podcast. I'm your host, Mikey Paisley. And uh, thank you for joining me, guys, for episode one. Now, when I originally decided to make a podcast, honestly, one of the first thoughts that came to mind was okay, how do I make the first episode the least cringy as possible? Because in every project I've ever worked on, in every aspect, the first time you do it, or the first time I've done it, has always been absolutely terrible, and it's almost funny to look back on. And I almost got like, I almost got like psyched into my own head, like, okay, what could I do to make my first run at this the best I can, instead of realizing that you know it's a learning experience. This is going to be cringy and terrible, regardless of how many videos I watch or tutorials, tutorials, just see right there, cringy. Um, how many videos I watch to try to like, uh, make myself more practiced at it because it's just the thing. You can't be practiced at it unless you do it right. So I'm hoping that if this does get some wind under it and I decide to make quite a few of these episodes, I could look back at this first one and just be like, Oh man, what a, what a goof that guy was. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's that. Uh, also, like the reason I even decided to start on this podcast, um, for those of you who, who don't know, I work in dine-in cinema. And obviously with this crazy COVID-19 stuff going along, going around, hitting everything, movie theaters are not doing well. Um, I'm pretty sure they're still all closed down in every state. Um, for the most part, I could be wrong, but if, if they're not, there's no new content coming out anyways. You know, there's no new movies coming out. So um, at least for the establishment I work for, uh, I can't get back to work right away. And so with that being said, I needed a uh, creative outlet to focus my time and energy into. And I've now decided on this uh, podcast because I'll be honest in the first, in the first month of quarantine, I was so lazy. I was so ridiculously lazy. I mean, I was just watching video games or uh, playing video games, watching Netflix, hanging out in the house. I wasn't working out. I wasn't doing anything productive. And then um, one day I was scrolling through social media. I uh, I don't remember if it was Instagram or Twitter, Facebook. It was you know something like that. And I stumbled upon this post. And I know it's always terrible to like get inspired by social media posts or you know it's 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 lame, but. And it did. I can't lie. It, this post inspired me. And it, basically what it said was, all right, if you come out of this lockdown without a new hobby or you picked up an old hobby of yours or you ha- haven't worked on yourself in any way, then you can never say you didn't have enough time for those things. What you didn't have was the motivation for them. And that hit deep because I have used not having time as my number one excuse for years now. Um, back when I was working, you know, I was easily doing, you know, 60, 70 hour weeks and, you know, outside of, outside of working, you know, trying to keep up with a stable relationship, trying to keep a nice social life and stuff like that. Um, trying to work out and stay active. So when it came to, you know, pursuing any creative projects I had, 
I just always chalked it up to don't have enough time. Don't have enough uh, focus on that. And so now I've, I'm hitting that point where I realize, no, I, I have the time now. I have nothing but time. So why haven't I started on any of these yet? And originally I had started on writing stand-up comedy. I was always such a huge fan of it. Um, I thought it was such a creative way to make people laugh. It's so simple too, or at least it appears simple, right? Like you just stand on there and you just talk to people. And so as a little kid, that's what I wanted to um, focus on. But obviously as you grow older, I let adult life take over me. I pursued a career instead, but it was always on the back burner. So when the lockdown first happened and after I saw this uh, post on, on social media, I realized, okay, I have to come out of this with something productive under my belt. Um, something that's going to use my more, my uh, artistic abilities, right? So I started writing stand-up jokes. And, you know, if you're just like a regular consumer, if you're just a regular audience member of stand-up, you might not like realize that it's, there's some actual work that goes into that. Like, you know, you might look at these guys on stage or the, these girls are guys on stage and think that they are just up there talking and it's funny, but no, like there's a lot more that goes into it, you know? Um, you have your bits, little laughs, little laughs that lead up to your big laughs, big laughs that lead to your punchlines or whatnot. I'm by no means an expert, but you know, that's the basis essentially of how stand-up jokes work. So I went and I basically self-taught how to do it. And I just started writing a bunch of jokes, a bunch of things I've had um, thought of. I've had a, uh, uh, notes I've taken of funny thoughts or ideas I've had that I think would be um, good material to write a joke out of. And uh, I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but the Texas um, governor did have way looser restrictions on lockdown, comparatively speaking to a lot of the other states. And in some senses, in a lot of senses was a very bad idea. Um, I don't want to really get into the, the politics behind it about, you know, essentially wanting to not stop the economy, but also risking people's lives. I don't want to get into all those politics, but just know we did open a lot of things way earlier than we should have, um, including at one point we got bars and restaurants up to 75% capacity. And with bars that included comedy clubs. So I finally had an outlet I could go do and um, perform stand-up in. So for a while there, I was going to these open mic nights and it is like a mask required if there were masks while you're in there. Um, there's sanitizer stations everywhere, sanitizing my hands there. And I went to a few nights, did perform, just kind of watched the other comedians, you know, all these, you know, more amateur comedians kind of get in their grasp on how they're going to do all this. And then I finally went and performed myself and I'll self-admit it was not nearly as good as what I know I'm capable of doing. Um, I used to be really into public speaking, especially in high school. I was really, I really, really loved public speaking. But I was just so nervous when I got there because I haven't done it in years. And I don't know what, what the mix of, like, I didn't know about the crowd. Also, I'm, I'm talking in a forum I've never talked in before. Uh, that being said, I didn't necessarily bomb either. I, I did okay. Which, you know, for my first time, I'm happy to accept that. But I beat myself up so hard after my first open mic. So I was like, I know I have so much better. I know I can do so much better than that, right? 
and it made me like hungrier for it. Like I wanted to push myself even more. So I started like, I started grinding on it. I started, you know, uh, I'm not, if, you, if you're not aware, uh, usually how these open mic nights work out is if you are new to it, you get one of the slots, time slots towards the end of the night. Um, so for us, it was three minute slots at like the very end of the night. And I'm talking like, you know, you're sitting there for hours listening to different comedians come up. A bunch of comedians, you know, like 20, 40 different comedians talking. And then once you get to the end, you're looking at like it's 11 p.m., 12 a.m., 1 a.m., you know, it's late. And usually the only other people there are just other comedians waiting there so they can say their own stuff as well, right? Um, so I uh, did my bits, got hungry for it, wanted to pursue it even more. I went and got a good three minute um, segment down uh, with jokes that I thought would, you know, hit the best that they could with that short amount of time. And right when I was ready to go perform it, getting practicing it, getting ready on that Friday, uh, Texas goes and closes all bars again, which again, I'm not disagreeing with that decision either completely. Uh, but they went and closed all bars down and then like over the weekend, that upcoming Monday restaurants would have to go back to, down from 75% capacity to 50% capacity. So I was out of luck again. I'm now at a loss gate. Well, I could just keep writing jokes in my apartment and not really able to perform them or practice them or know if this material even works or I could find something new. And that's what leads me to this, what leads me to making this podcast. And, um, that being said, I, I don't know. It's so, it's so new to me. I've never done this before. And so I've also questioned like, Hey, what's the mission, right? Like where, where are we going with this? Where am I going with this? You know, the Babel Bearer podcast, uh, which by the way, if you don't know what a Babel Bearer is, it's an old English term for court jester or an empty headed person. Essentially it's the dumb person podcast, but I thought it sounded cool. So I'm keeping it. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I guess like my main goal is the same as it's always been when it comes to artistic pursuits of mine. And that's that I just want to make people laugh. You know, I think humor is awesome. And especially the humor from conversation is just so amazing to me. Like I find podcasts to be such a cool forum because it's just, they're so raw. They're just talking, you know? It's not necessarily an agenda or anything like that. It's just people having conversations. And I love having conversations. I love getting to know other people, you know, why they believe the things they believe in, what, who, like, how do they become who they are to the best of their own knowledge, you know? And I love them. I love learning things from them. You know, what's, the, what's your career? What's your hobbies? What are you, what are you into? Um, all sorts of stuff like that. Um, and that's uh, kind of where I want to go with making my own podcast. You know, I love having conversations, so might as well do just that and, you know, record it, publish it onto um, like SoundCloud, publish it onto, yeah, I'm hoping to be publishing to YouTube here before long. I'm still waiting on a couple pieces of equipment to come in and then I'll be able to get that all set up in my own little home studio type deal. And, uh, and yeah, and I guess like, there is a there is a second mission. I don't I don't know if I necessarily want to call it that. It's just another thought process I had to why I want to do something like this. Um, another influence you could say, and that was I've piggybacking off of talking to people and getting to know why people believe what they believe. I found in 
our society today, we are always so angry with each other. We're always fighting. We're always fighting about every little thing. And I was born and raised in like small town Midwest. And so I was, I grew up around very conservative mindsets, very, you know, right wing mindsets. And then as I grew older, I, you know, I started moving around a lot and I started moving to different cities that were a lot more um, left-sided mindset, a lot more of a liberal mentality. And so now like all my social media is all these friends I've made in both categories, this left and the right. And it's always just so negative. It's like, I hear, you know, one thing, one opinion about a certain thing. And if you don't believe in that opinion, you are, you are the bottom of the scum. And the next thing is going the exact opposite against that saying, well, if you believe in that, you're complete scum. And I just don't buy it, man. I just don't buy that people are that black and white on things. I feel like a lot of us are in the middle, but for some reason, we just don't accept people being in the middle on things. We just say, no, you have to be, you have to be all of this or all of that. And yeah, I just don't buy it. And so I wanted to support this like almost, uh, you know, millennial uh, Gen Z mentality that, you know, we create our own futures. And I think a big first step in that is, you know, finding an understanding between each other, finding those, those tissue strings that, you know, connects all of us as people. Cause I do legitimately believe most of the people I have in my life, most of the friends I have all want the best for other people. So then how could we be so angry and against each other on so many different topics? And I wanted, you know, to pursue a, a medium, a, an area where I could talk to people about why they believe in things they believe in. And hopefully in doing so, I inspire understanding, you know, you can be on the right side and for once listen to someone who has very left-wing opinions and not think bad thoughts about them instead of being like, okay, I, I can, I can get that. You know, you don't have to buy it, but at least understand it and vice versa, you know, left minded people looking to the right and being like, okay, I can understand that. You know, you don't have to be that, but at least give it some form of respect and understanding. And yeah, I just, I just want that. I just want this mutual respect, this have civil conversations. And I thought podcasting would be a really cool idea for that. Um, and all that deep stuff being said, the main goal, the main focus at the end of the day is just to make people laugh, you know, make people put them in a better mood than they started out with. And I'm just going to hopefully keep making them. And if uh, some form of a fan base starts, awesome. If not, know what? I enjoy doing it. So who really cares, right? Uh, so all that being said, I think I will close out episode one of the Babel Bear podcast with one quick funny story for you guys. And this story is um, the time I thought I was going to get arrested in London, England. So a little backstory here. I did not travel much as a kid at all. I mean, you know, I occasionally went around my state. We we drive into like the states bordering my state a little bit, but that was it. I didn't really go much farther than that. And so I was very eager to adventure, you know, getting out of high school. I wanted to go out and kind of see the world and see what possibilities there were out there. And I had signed up for a school trip. This is like a school trip through my high school, but it was after I graduated that I could go on. And I went on and actually with my best friend. And the trip was, I believe it was like nine days in 
the um, United Kingdoms. Um, you first you start out in Ireland and then you take a ferry over to Wales. Through Wales, we travel down through England. Last few days are in London before we then fly back to the States. So I think it was like the last or second to last day we went to Buckingham Palace, the, the Queen's Palace, right? And we saw a bunch of the Royal Guard. If you don't know who the Royal Guard are, they're those typical, like they wear the big tall black hats and the, the nice red um, uh, uniform. And they're, the big thing is that they stay quiet. Regardless of what you do, they stay quiet. They won't do anything. You definitely don't want to touch them. It's against the law. You could uh, seriously injure yourself. But like, you know, there's so many viral videos of people trying to make these guys laugh, right? So of course my buddy, and my buddy's name is, his name's Peter. So of course, when we get up to these guards, we automatically think, all right, we got to make this guy laugh, right? So we, uh, we go up and we're doing everything we can. And there is, there is a rope. We can't, you can't cross the rope. So we can't really get too close up to, in his face or anything like that. So from afar, we're just saying things we thought was funny. So we are, we're striking every chord we possibly can, every dumb 18-year-old guy humor joke we think could possibly make this guy laugh. And finally, I think I ended on some joke about Obama. I don't, I, I can't, can't quote what it is. I don't remember it at all. Um, but I remember after we said it, he like shifted a little bit and then he like gave a head nod and started like, like, Hey, come here. Whoa. He talked. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. And so like, I kind of just played it off. Like he wasn't talking to us and tried to walk away. Peter started walking towards him. And now I'm thinking, great, I brought up Obama, we're gonna get arrested. I don't know why that's where my thinking went, that's just what I thought was gonna happen. <clears throat> so uh, my buddy Peter goes up to the guy. I'm not there, I'm not next to the guy, but I can tell he's talking to Peter, he's like whispering in his ear. And then I see Peter like, turn around and start looking around like nervously, like, like scared, and I'm like, Oh, is there something going down? Something happened right now? Like, what's, what is this? So Peter, like, he stops and he runs over to me and he goes like, Hey, we need to find a girl in a pink backpack. Why? Does she have like a bomb? He goes, no, no, no. He wants to see if she would like his number. What? Yeah. He wants us to try to like, try to either get her number or just give him, uh, or give her his number. So I'm like, okay, so we walked around, we looked for this girl in a pink backpack, couldn't find her, uh, walked back to the guy, and in like the coolest, quiet tone, he's like, ah, thanks mates. And that was just so awesome, you know? Um, we got a royal guard to talk for um, a very, you know, for not being arrested. I thought that was absolutely, absolutely hilarious at the time. <laughs> so again, guys, uh, I appreciate your support. Um, please be looking out for these, get uploaded to YouTube. Um, hit that big old subscribe button on there once they do and you know if you like this stuff then um, just keep watching keep supporting you know I'm 100% uh, down for your comments for your opinions on this and I'm excited to see where this goes um, that being said thanks guys and I'll see you later